and welcome to a jam-packed, brand new, sparkling new edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. Evan, don't give me that face, man. It's sparkling. Aren't you sparkling right now? No. Have you seen the weather outside? Yeah, it's kind of rainy and dreary, but... Dull. Dull. And chilly. Not sparkly. Welcome to fall, by the way. This is your first fall in uh, in Indiana. Welcome to fall. Fall in Florida is like 85 degrees, you know. Fall, yeah, in, still fall in Indiana is like 60, 50. It's so. fall, y'all. <laughs> You're just not even going to respond to that. <laughs> uh, speaking to you is Austin Huff, Goshen Sports Editor, who you're hearing uh, trying to make a joke again is Evan Lee Pack there, a sports reporter That was even a joke. It's fall, y'all. Just meant for at least one laugh. At least a little fall, laugh. Fall, brawl, y'all. Let's do it. It's getting into the... Uh, Serious part of the high school football schedule. Yes, the stretch run, so to say. Week six. The men are separated from the boys starting this week. Week six of the high school football season on deck. But before we get into week six, week six games. We'll talk about week five. We're going to talk about week five. We haven't talked about week five. Uh, was a productive week, I would say, for some area teams. Some other teams, not so much. Uh, we will start at the game that I was at Friday night because I'm selfish and I want to start talking about games I was at. Uh, Concord, 21. Goshen, 12. Minutemen controlled the game for the first three quarters. Goshen shows some signs of life at the end. Quinn Bechtel and Braden Hinkle couldn't be stopped. They had like 150 receiving yards in the fourth quarter alone. Two touchdowns. Goshen, man, they looked like they had a chance at the end. Ran out of time, basically. Uh, you know, didn't. Didn't kick an extra point when they maybe should have kicked an extra point. And Coach Kyle Park kind of admitted to that a little bit after the game. Like, if we had kicked and made it 21-13, instead of trying to go for two, maybe things are interesting there when they get the ball back with a minute left and they could maybe move down the field and try to tie the game. But in a two-possession game, 21-12, with a minute left, it was over. So, uh, Pull out the old-fashioned three-point play. There's no three-point plays <laughs> in football, unfortunately. Uh Except, well, I lied. There is a field goal. But you cannot kick a field goal after a touchdown. So, like an actual field goal. That know? could be fun, right? You score a touchdown, and what then if, you can have right. the option of kicking a field goal from, like, beyond the 30. Right, like a 40-yard field goal. If you make a 40-yard field goal, it's worth three, and you tie the game. Get nine points. Yeah, how about that? That'd be fun. You should uh, propose that to the league, and s- any league, and see if they go with it. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, so, Concord survives. Uh, first off, one to... Um, for anyone who was at the game Friday or following along with my tweets, you might have noticed that late, late in the game, a referee was knocked down uh, to the ground hard, hit his head, I think, on the turf. Not confirmed. Don't want to speculate, but an ambulance was brought out. He was taken to a nearby hospital, and Concord uh, Athletic Director Dave Preheim tweeted out Saturday afternoon-ish that the referee was okay, discharged from the hospital. So, if anyone was wondering, if they hadn't seen the updates yet, great news, the referee's doing okay, it seems like, probably just resting at home, you know, that was, it was kind of a scary scene, it, slowed, it was a 20 minute delay. Well, what happened, he just got bulldozed He got caught over. up in the middle of a play, I guess, and just, either he got hit in the head, or his head hit the turf, I don't know what happened, I didn't see it, it was a, it was a 20 minute delay though, they brought out an ambulance, it was kind of scary, you know, you're like, just hoping the guy's okay, you know. Seemed like an older gentleman, so you want to make sure that they're they're okay, you know. So, uh, but he's okay. He's doing good. Was he getting? Did he get uh, put into the concussion protocol on the yeah, field? Yeah, sure. He was put in concussion protocol. Yeah, 
I mean, we stretchered out. That counts as concussion protocol. I don't know. Not quite. No. I think that's a neck. That's a neck thing right there. Yeah. That was probably precautionary, though. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, if it had been really, really serious, I'm sure they would have called the ambulance much quicker. You know, they wouldn't have waited ten minutes to call the ambulance if he had been like laying there and not like breathing or something. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It could have gotten serious. I don't know what could have happened. So. He's Have fine. you ever seen anything like that before? I've never seen anything like that either, but, you know, I see something, you learn something new every day, you see something new every day, something like that, you know? Something along those lines. Yeah. Usually you see, like, the chain gang people get taken out. Right. Usually, and, and then they're laying there on the ground, but referees, every once in a while, they'll get caught up in a play. Mm-hmm. They just can't get out of the way, <laughs> you know, they're right in the right. middle of it. Right. So. Um, just wanted to quickly shout out Zavin Koltukian. Uh, a man amongst boys, continuing with that theme, had five and a half sacks Friday against Goshen, 11 total tackles. He now has 40 and a half tackles on the season, nine and a half sacks. He's leading the state, according to Max Preps, in sacks. So Future Maction star. Could right be. He's a, he's a Division One talent, that's for sure. Now, unfortunately for Concord, three of their last four games are against like triple option running offenses, so probably won't get too many sacks. Uh, he could get some against Northridge, maybe, but uh, so that nine and a half number may not move up a ton in the next couple of weeks. But that the tackle chance, number will go he's up. He's going to get a few sacks against Northridge, that, probably. That tackle number will go up at least. So especially since uh, they lost their starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. The game. So Concord four and one, three and zero in the NLC. We'll get to their week six matchup here in a minute. But let's talk about Warsaw Northridge. Uh, Warsaw thirty six, Northridge three, and. You know, Northridge was 4-0 going into the game, a lot of momentum, two shutout victories in the NLC, and obviously when you lose Micah Hochstetler for the season, that's going to slow some things down on offense, and then their backup quarterback got put into COVID contact tracing or whatever, and mm-hmm. now they're playing a sophomore with you know, no varsity experience against one of the better teams in the state. Uh, you were there, Evan. Give me, give me the uh, on, on-site analysis of, of that one. Yeah, it's too bad because I think the game would have been – very intriguing if, you know, Northridge had their starting quarterback. He tried to play during the week in practice, on and off, you know. But, uh, unfortunately, at the end of the day, went to the doctor. Doctor told him, got to get ankle surgery or else, you know, it's just going to continue to be an issue for you in the future, like in college and stuff, because obviously he's trying to play some kind of sport in college. So he was kind of told, got to get surgery now so you can be healthy for that. So, yeah, he's done for the year. Obviously, that hurts Northridge because they, they had a lot of momentum built up, 4-0. I really think it would have been a really good game against Warsaw had he played. But the first half was really competitive. I mean, it was 9-3 at halftime. I mean, Connor Roth, he did what he could do, you know. He didn't know he was going to be the starting quarterback until the middle of the week, like two, three days before the game. So, it is what it is. Warsaw's offense is tough to defend, obviously, with that option offense. Mm-hmm. Their running game is really spectacular really warm down the second half especially mm-hmm. but I feel like the Raiders would have had a chance I think the thing that really really took the wind out of their sails was the kickoff return yeah the beginning mentioned that too like yeah. you, just, you know when you give up a kickoff return to start the second half that doesn't help your cause either obviously so because yeah. I mean nine three they're still in the game they had mm-hmm. shown signs of being able to drive the ball in the first half like there's a couple turnovers, turnover on downs and interception to where they didn't get any points, but they were they were moving the ball in Warsaw's defense, so you know they had a chance in the second half, but that kickoff return right out the gate really 
I mean, you go down, you go down 15-3 there, you know, you're down 12. That's tough to, I mean, it's only 12 points with a whole half, but it's tough to come back from something deflating like that right away. more of an emotional swing than anything, you know, so. So, and then from then on, Warsaw just kind of, they got more turnovers on defense and then that option offense with the running. They had two or three different running backs during the second half, and Northridge was gas. You could tell they have a lot of players that go both ways, and uh, that didn't help, obviously, as well. So they, they didn't have a chance of stopping that offense, unfortunately, in the second half. So 36-3 got, got out of hand, but first half it was close. So but. Yeah. Tough game for Northridge just all around, no quarterback. Third string, third string, third, third string of quarterback on the road. Against a good team like that, you know, it's going to be a tough, tough game, you know, for them. And it reminds me a lot of where they were at in 2018, too, where they were 3-1 and one going into the Warsaw game, and Julius Graber was their quarterback, and he was a dynamic player, kind of like Hochstetler was, is. And Graber, you know, they're up 14 nothing on Northridge right away, and he gets hurt playing corner, like gets rolled up in the end zone on a weird – like one yard touchdown run from Warsaw, but he somehow got rolled up. It was very strange. And uh, he like was out the rest of the season. He hurt his ankle. Like, and it's like, man, like if Graber stays healthy that year, maybe Northridge, you know, I mean, they're up 14 nothing on Warsaw. Maybe they win that. They at least win that game. Maybe they contend for the NLC title again. You know, this is the same thing with Hochstetler. Where he injures his ankle. He's out for the season now. You, know, you lose a dynamic leader like that, a player like that. Uh, it's tough to come back from, you know, they're going to have a, a tough matchup this week against Northwood. Should be an interesting game out there in Middlebury. Um, I just but, don't like the – I mean, I understand that you want to put your best players on the field and, you know, you're both, both way players, two-way players. Mm-hmm. You want to have your best players on the field, but I just don't get having your quarterback play both ways. That doesn't right. make sense to me. Throw somebody else out there who's halfway decent. I mean, you can put someone out there mm-hmm. that's going to do the job. You don't have to put your quarterback out right. there. It's tough. You know, like, you look at some of the better teams around our area. Concord, Hunter Dutton only plays quarterback, right? Blake Fisher at uh, Mishawaka, when he's healthy, I believe he only plays quarterback for them, too. You know, uh, Warsaw, I don't know who Warsaw's quarterback is. He only plays quarterback. But he only plays quarterback. And then those are specific running offenses, Mishawaka and Warsaw, obviously, but, like, you know, rarely do you see the quarterback, you know, play uh, good teams at least. You know, sometimes teams can't afford to do that. Like, they have to play their quarterback on the other side of the ball for depth reasons or whatever. But, you know, if you get hurt, like, if that quarterback gets hurt playing defense, like, you're toast on both sides of the ball, you know? Yeah, because so, Hochstetler was a safety too, I believe. Right, So he played yeah. both ways. Right, so. right. So, yeah, um, tough tough loss for Northridge. Um We'll see how they respond this week. They're going to play Northwood, like I mentioned. Uh, we're just, we should mention, we're going through the NLC. Then we're going to go to the NECC, by the way. So if anyone's like, where's the Fairfield talk? It's coming up. And West Oble and Lakeland. So just just be patient. Uh, Northwood beat Wawasee 44-14 this past Friday. Caden Lone, 204 pass yards, two touchdowns. 105 rushing yards, two touchdowns. So productive day for Mr. Lone at quarterback. That's why um, he was nominated. He for, was not nominated. But he was, he was under, in contention under heavy consideration. Athlete of the Week, yes. Zavin Koltukian was nominated for Athlete of the Week. He so, should have won. Maybe he should have won. He should have won. He didn't win. We're it's a lot to, of sacks to get in one game. We're going to get to the winner later in the show. It was a tie. 
<laughs> we get a tie, that means we get two winners. What um, do we even do with ties? That's that's actually our, a good our question. publisher Doug McAvoy said there's two winners if we get a tie. So oh, we don't flip a coin. Nope. We should have the two athletes like do a 40 yard dash. Whoever wins. Well, that wouldn't be fair. If it was like a cross country. <laughs> to you know, like I guess they're good athletes in theory. They should be, you know, fast, right? Yeah. But like, you know, or that's it's not 20 fair. yard shuttle. Or yeah. Is it the 60 yard shuttle? I don't know what it's it the is. It's the 60-yard shuttle. <laughs> We're not doing that. That's a tiebreaker, okay? Let's just let's just. That could be off. fun content. It would be amazing Post content. Post a video. Great <laughs> digital content, let me tell you. Um, so, Northwood picks up a win over Wawasee. And then in the other NLC game, Mishawaka beat Plymouth. So, as of right now, we have two undefeated teams remaining in the conference play. Concord 3-0, 4-1 overall. Warsaw 3-0, 4-1 overall. Mishawaka, Northridge, Northwood, all 2-1 and one in the conference. And then Goshen, Plymouth, and Wallace, all 0-3 in conference play. Uh, we already mentioned Northwood goes to Northridge Friday night, TV 46 game of the week. Uh, so, sorry, Evan, you're probably not going to get a spot in the press box for that one. Uh, Chuck Freebie has a little more cachet than you, no offense. Um, cachet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Former Goshen News podcast guest, Chuck Freebie. Um, uh the big one, the big NLC game this week. Mishawaka at Concord. Mishawaka ranked number five, I believe, in the Class 5A poll. Concord receiving votes. Uh, this is a big-time matchup. This will determine, you know, a lot for the NLC title race. If Concord can win, you know, it pretty much would set up, you know, in my mind, it would be a, a collision course for Concord and Warsaw in the final week to determine the NLC champion. Um. You know, granted, Concord would still have to beat Northridge, and they still have to go through um, Plymouth before they get to Warsaw. But I think they should be able to. I'm sorry, I'm just making sure I'm checking who they play still. Okay, give me a break. <laughs> it takes a second. Okay, I didn't have that info readily available. I think about. Then they it have to break. go to Powerhouse Plymouth. I'm just <laughs> saying they have Concord and, or they have Plymouth and Northridge on the calendar before they play. Warsaw, so nothing's a given, obviously. They'd have to win those games still, too. But if they can beat Mishawaka Friday night, the schedule sets up nicely for them to be 6-0 and in conference play, hosted Warsaw on the final Friday of the regular season for a chance to win the NLC championship. That's all I'm saying. But don't sleep on Goshen. They could beat Warsaw. If Goshen beats Warsaw, I'll do something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Goshen hosts Warsaw. Goshen, look, if they could score the ball, which is – Obviously, a lot easier said than done, apparently, with them. It's a big key. Wow. If you score more points, Scoring you tend to win points. the game. Um, <laughs> but, my gosh, they play good enough defense. Like I've said that for weeks now. Their defense is good enough. They're keeping them in games. That game against Concord on Friday, like that's a game traditionally that they lose by a lot. So, the fact that defense held Concord to 21 points and gave their offense a chance to come back and maybe win the game, like or at least tie the game late, like, it's a sign that, like, maybe the thing – I'm not saying it's fully turn, turning the corner there, but, like, the defense at least is playing well enough to where they can keep them in games. And now it's just a matter of can the offense finally score, like, in the first half. Like, can they do anything in the first half or the first three quarters of the game to show, like, signs of life? That's, that's where the next step is for Goshen. So, we'll see how they handle Warsaw on Friday. Um and then the other NLC game, someone will get their first conference win, Plymouth at Wawasee. Someone will get their first win, period. Both teams are 0-5 as well, 0-3 in the conference. 
How about those Warriors? They're hey, going to they pick win. up the dub. We'll see. Let's talk NEC. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that they are gonna win. You're gonna pick Wallacey? Yes. They're gonna they're gonna I'll pick take up uh, the victory. Do we want do we want do we wanna put predictions on all these games? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Concord. North. I'm gonna go north. Just north. Picking that one. Wallacey and probably Warsaw. Yeah, Concord wins a close game. Northwood, Northridge is hard to say because it's a toss of up, man. Northridge's I, quarterback situation. I think Northridge will still win a close game. They'll figure it out at home. Yeah. And then Wallacey will also win a close game over Plymouth at home. And then Warsaw will likely win by a couple touchdowns over Goshen. We'll see. We'll see how about that. So, uh, shipped into the NECC, Northeast Corner Conference, the big division. We only care about the big boys of the NECC. Uh, West Noble 13, Fairfield 6, defensive slugfest down there in Benton on Friday. Uh, Julio Macias kicking a couple field goals in the second and the fourth quarter to ice the game away for the for the Chargers. Um, Fairfield, they're still figuring some things out, man. Young team, younger team, you know, they run that triple option offense. And, uh, you know, this is something we kind of talked about in the regular at the beginning of the season was – you know, Fairfield had a great year last year, but they're replacing all of their talent, like all of their key starters from last year on that offense. So what are they going to look like? How long is it going to take them to transition to becoming? It's just a rebuilding year. That's, I mean, it probably is. is. Just it get, is. You know, a lot of these guys are coming back next year. So, you know, they're struggling. They're 1-4 overall, 0-1 now in the NECC. Uh, West Noble, they were a team before the season. I thought, okay, they got everyone coming back. You know, maybe – they use that experience. They have a big season. They've struggled a little bit. They kind of got blown out by Eastside, which, I mean, a lot of teams are going to lose to Eastside like that. Uh, but they've – that's a nice win for them, I think, over Fairfield. They're 2-3. and three. They're 1-1 one and one in the NECC Big Division. They play Garrett on Friday. Garrett is 1-0 and oh in the NECC uh, Big Division. So, I mean, if West Noble wins, you know, Watch out. maybe. like, But Angola also beat West Noble – and then Lakeland beat what Angola last week, 30-28. So the NECC big is like all beating each other up right now. So Lakeland beat Angola, who beat West Noble, who beat Fairfield at this point. Actually, if you want to continue, to go, Garrett beat Lakeland, who beat Angola, who beat West Noble, who beat Fairfield. Wow. There you go. That's so the NECC big division right there. Lakeland won on a field goal, right? Last second field goal. Carson Mickham, I believe is his name. Freshman kicker. He's a freshman. It was like a 19-yarder or something like that. So, so it's a game-winning field goal. I mean, he could have missed it. I think he missed an extra point earlier in the game. He's a freshman. I saw. He's a freshman. So it was redemption. Redemption time. Good for him, man. That's a game that Lakeland, you know, hasn't really won the last however many years. So go up there and beat them. That's a big win for them. Congrats to Lakers. Congrats to Ryan O'Shea. They're 2-3 and three on the season now. So maybe, maybe Lakeland. If Garrett loses here, maybe Lakeland wins out. I mean, they got they go to they host Central Noble, so it's a non-conference. When does game. Uh, West Noble and Lakeland play? I believe they play in two weeks. So I'm gonna miss it. I, was, I mean, I'd be interested in going to that game if it was like came down to like you know the division. It could it depends on how Garrett plays. It really depends on West Noble Garrett. If Garrett beats West Noble on Friday, then it's a moot point. Probably Garrett's going to win that, win it out. So because yeah. they still have to play Fairfield and they still have to play Angola, um, which would be winnable games for them. So 
but we'll see how West Noble does on Friday. This is a, this is a gut check moment. West Noble going to Garrett Friday night, and Fairfield hosts Angola. So Fairfield's kind of playing for their. I won't say they're playing for their season, but you know they're playing for their NECC chances on Friday, hosting the Hornets. Does Lakeland not have a game? Lakeland's playing Central Noble. It's the cross division game in the NECC, which does not count for the standings. Central Noble is five and zero overall, so so it's going to be a tough one. Might be a tough one for the Lakers. Uh, Central Noble's the best season they've had in years, so but they really haven't played any stiff competition. Their big games are coming up. They still have to play Eastside. They still have to play Churubusco. Uh, so we'll see how they do down the stretch. But see a Central Noble kid committed to Wisconsin to Connor play basketball. Yeah, he's pretty good. I didn't think anybody in this area was good enough for that. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. The there Badgers. Are some, there are some athletes in this area, believe it or not. So <laughs> Believe it or not. So... Well, I didn't say there wasn't athletes. I just said, is there is there Big Ten athletes in this area? I wasn't sure about that. I mean, kid but apparently from, there are. Kid from Elkhart committed to Penn State football last year, so Nittany Lions. It happens. Uh, okay, that's a football recap. I think. Yes. Week six, more than halfway through the season. Girls golf. Believe it or not, they're in the postseason right now. They're in the postseason stretch. It's crazy to think about. Sectionals were this past weekend, and we have a couple area teams still alive. The uh, obvious one, Northwood, because they're good, uh, ranked number 18 in the final coaches poll. They won Saturday at Stonehenge down in Winona Lake, 325 team score. Uh, top three individuals as well, Sybil Stilson at 72, Brigoss 75, Riley Kitson 77. Adam Yoder, the coach, said that he thought that those three could finish in the top three, and sure enough, they did. So, congratulations to them. Sybil Stilson's third sectional championship as an individual. Also pretty good. Um, they played well. 325 is a, is a good score at that course for a team. Uh, it's the second lowest score for them at that course. Only uh, the 2019 team was shot like a 318 in the sectional that year. Got lower. I mean, that 2019 team was sixth in state. They were really, really good. Um also advancing from that sectional was Riley Firestone of Wawasee. She shot an 89, and the way that the state works is the top three teams from each sectional and the top three individuals from non-advancing teams go to regional. So Riley was second amongst non-advancing uh, team individuals, so she's going to play uh, this Friday, Friday, this regional is this Friday at Noble Hawk in Kendallville. Uh, also joining them were will, will be the Goshen Redhawks. How about that? Out of nowhere almost, Goshen advances to the regional. They shot a 364, which was good for third place in the Kendallville sectional over at Cobblestone on Friday. They will be p- playing in the regional as well. Uh, along with them, Hope Horror from Westview. I think that's how you say that, 81. <laughs> Mackenzie Maybe from West Noble shot an 88, and Carissa Dyer from Northridge also shot an 88. All three of those individuals will be playing in the regional Friday. They, uh, again, at Noble Hawk Golf Course, Golf Links, excuse me, Noble Hawk Golf Links. The Links. Golf Links in Kendallville. And uh, so, yeah, this is kind of where, uh, you know, 
this is this is big, you know. Uh, Northwood ranked 18th. They're going to be paired with number six Homestead and Fort Wayne Carroll, who also was in the was in the coaches poll, received some votes. Uh, number 14 Penn also in the field over there. So you have four teams, and, and Columbia City too was also in the coaches poll near the end of the season, uh, in the receiving votes category. So you have five teams that showed up in the final regular season coaches poll, pretty much battling for three spots to go as a team to state top five top five individuals from non-advancing teams also go to state. But Northwood should be one of those teams, right? Should if be. Northwood isn't one of the teams, I feel pretty confident so will still still be an individual that goes, and Bree Goss will probably also be an individual that goes. Um, you know, this is uh, this is arguably you know, the, Northwood has obviously like been the program in our area that's been really good for almost a, I mean for a decade plus. They've been the model of consistency in girls golf. They go to state, you know, been to state six times I believe already. Uh, individuals go to state, right? I mean, they are the standard bearer, the NLC champions. You know, ten of the last eleven years, like this is. This is uh, the the program in the area, and in a weird way, this almost feels like I don't want to call it like their last dance because like I'm sure they're still going to have good players next year, but like Sybil and Bree are at another level when it comes to like playing right now, where this kind of almost feels like it for the program. Like this is their last really good chance to get an individual to like top ten at state and at least for a couple of years. And that's no offense to anyone coming back next year or any of the new, you know, up-and-coming kids. But for some reason, this just kind of feels like this moment for this program. And if they can win, if they can get out of there, they can get a top-three spot, and they can go to state for a fourth straight year and have Sybil and Bree go for a fourth straight year, you know, that puts them at another level as a program. You know, I don't want to put all this pressure on them. They already probably feel the pressure anyway. But, you know, I'm, I'm saying things that I'm sure Adam Yoder tells the kids every day, you know. This is – I don't want to call this, like, the biggest moment for this program. That's probably too extreme. But, like, this is one of the biggest moments for this program. This is. This is one of the biggest weeks, days upcoming on Friday for this program. I'm not saying it's going to define legacies and things like that, but it goes a long way when you talk about the legacy of – Players like Stilson and Goss and Adam Yoder as a coach, like going to four in a row would be huge. You know, this is what this puts, this is it. This is it for them. This is the week, you know. Can he bring this another state championship? He's not going to win the state championship. I'm sorry. Like, they're not going to win state, <laughs> which is great. Like, if they advance, like, the state tournament is so, like, chill for them pretty much. Like, Stibble will try to win, obviously, as an individual, but, like, icing on the cake if they go to state, right? This is the week. This is the week they probably feel all the pressure. If they get out of this week, next week's easy. You know, next week's nothing for them. They're, they Why know stop th- there? They know they're not going to be... The ultimate underdog. They know they're not going to win. Okay, like, look, I, if they if they got in the top 10, awesome at state. Like, that would be a miraculous. They're, miraculous. There's a lot of really good teams. There's a lot of really, really good teams. Homestead among them. And they're, sac- they're going to see on Friday that... Um, yeah, so, I mean, hey, anything can happen. It's sports. Quit sleeping on the Panthers, bro. I'm not sleeping on the Panthers. I just hyped <laughs> them up for five minutes. Um, yeah, this is this is the biggest week, one of the biggest weeks in program history. If they got out Friday, kind of cements that legacy, defines what this 
this era of Northwood girls golf was the model of consistency, making the state tournament four years in a row. This would be huge. This would kind of put that rubber stamp on what they are as a program. So that's my opinion. It's a good opinion. Thank you. I might write a column about it later. Who knows? After my, the fact. My column. My column. Uh, yeah. So Friday, they tee off. Uh, Sybil Stilson will be the last group to tee off at 10.46 a.m. So everyone should be done, hopefully, by like 3 or 4-ish. I'll be out there. I'm going to go out there and check it out before I drive all the way back to Dunlap to watch Concord Mishawaka football. So a little double duty for yours truly on Friday afternoon. You stole the game from me. I did steal the game from you. I'm the sports editor. That, I was, supposed to be, that was supposed to be my game. And yeah, believe it or not. Now I'm I have the, to sit in the stands. I'm, I'm the sports editor. At I, I, is there really not going to be room, you think? Is I don't think there's going to be room in that press box, no. Their press box is small. Which doesn't make sense. Because, no, it's because they just built the thing. Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware. Same thing with their baseball and their softball. Yep. I'll just cozy on up next to... Uh, no. Don't to, say it. To freebie. <laughs> no. 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 Well, I would think that the Elkhart Truth might have someone there as well. Yeah, you could hang out with Bob Oppenheim probably in the on the outside. Bob O will figure out how to get in. I'll be the one left out. Yeah. It's a guarantee. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, Northwood's ranked 18th in the girls' golf poll. We have other teams ranked. I know we kind of do this every week. We're going to run through them again because it's fun. It's fun to highlight the ranked teams from our area. Boys Cross Country, latest poll came out. Goshen, 10th place. Oops. Goshen in 10th. Northridge in 16th. Goshen uh, won the NLC regular season round robin uh, this past week. I think we talked about that last week because it had happened on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. last Tuesday. So we kind of hit on that. Northridge had a nice weekend. They won the Class 3A race at the New Prairie Invitational, the biggest cross-country invitational in the state. They won that. They won you the just big... know all the all the facts. I saw that on Twitter. I didn't know that before. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that from Twitter. There's like three different levels of racing. It wasn't like Northridge raced against 45 other teams. You know, there's like the big schools, middle, medium schools, small schools. Westview was in the small schools. They did all right. But Northridge, the highlight, they won. Uh, and Jack Moore, the individual, he won the race as well. More from him Might later, hear that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, no pun intended. More from him later. Ha, ha, ha. The, the more thing. That's funny. Do you get it? I'm a comedian. I'm here all week. Chuckle Hut Thursdays. Thursdays at six. Um, so they're playing well. Girls soccer. Westview has jumped up to 13th in the girls soccer pool. They are, they are looking good, man. Nine, one, and two on the season. Two and zero oh in the NECC. They got a couple. Regular season conference matchups to clear up here at the end. Uh, they just won the NECC tournament. They beat uh, Lakeland in the final 3-0 on Saturday. And, uh, they shot have up. good players everywhere because what you're about to say this is a freshman. Yes. Freshman doing this Freshman. Stuff. Brianna Munoz. She has 21 goals and 7 assists so far this season. It's pretty good. For a freshman? Uh, yeah. She's a so. freshman. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so um, she has three more years to uh, completely take over that Westview program. She's uh, she's rock solid. Westview's rock solid right now. They are playing some really good soccer. Uh, they are the favorite in that sectional on paper as of right now. I can never count out Bethany Christian. There's like something in my brain about them. They're just always they're always right there, it feels like, in soccer. Boys and girls, no matter how the regular season goes. They always seem to be right there in the end. So, but Westview, on paper, man, they are. 
they're dangerous. They can make a run. They can make a run. I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but watch out. Don't sleep on the Warriors, right? Um, in boys soccer... The rebuilding has been built, I would say. Where? At Northridge. Boys soccer? Yes. Yes. I was going to talk about Westview first because that was a transition. But we oh. can talk about Northridge. I didn't see anything about Westview boys I soccer. Added it late. Remember I added it late. Remember 20 minutes before we came on, I was like, oh crap, Westview's also ranked in boys soccer. I forgot about that. But we'll talk about Northridge first. Uh... They are 9-4-1 overall, 2-1-1 and in the NLC. Had a tough loss last week, NLC action against Concord, 2-0, which, once again, I think just goes to show how crazy that sectional is going to be in two weeks at Goshen, with Goshen, Northridge, Concord, Penn, Elkhart, Warsaw. All six teams could easily win that sectional. They're all good enough. It really might just come down to who gets the bye, like who gets the favorable draw, Right, because Goshen beat Concord, Concord beat Northridge, Northridge and Goshen have tied. Uh, you know, Northridge beat Penn, Penn beat Elkhart, Elkhart beat Northridge and Goshen. Like every way you look at it, like everyone's beat everybody. Like in that sectional, like it's gonna be a freaking free for all. You yeah. know, good luck trying to predict that one. We're not. I don't even want to. Like I'm not. <laughs> the soccer brackets come out Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on the IHSA network. So you can watch the brackets come out. The blind draw, you know, I, I, I'm a strong anti-blind draw person, but this is the one bracket where I'm like, the blind draw doesn't really matter because all six teams are solid enough to win that thing. So it, the only thing that the blind draw affects is who gets to buy. So, like, that's really where it comes into play. But in general, like, you know, not no one's going to get, like, you know, a bad draw, like necessarily, because there's not a good draw to have in this sectional. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great soccer that first week of October, man. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. It's like this good sports get me excited, you know? Good um, sports. And then Westview Boys ranked 17th in 1A. They are 10 and 3 overall. They just clinched a share of the regular season NACC title. Uh, they're 5 and 0 in regular season games. Lost to West Noble last week in the start of the conference tournament. West Oval's six in a row. We'll get to them here in a second. Um, Teague Meisner, 22 goals, six assists for Westview. He's a sophomore. He was he was put up these numbers last year as a freshman, too. Hmm. Forgot to shout out Michael Whelan, by the way, for Northridge. 16 goals, 13 assists. Also pretty good. I wrote that on my notes. Yes. Our notes. Also pretty good. He's the all-around He's probably their best player. He was one of their only returners. Right. He was a good player for them last year on a loaded team. So, he's he kicked a game-winning PK against Penn in the playoffs. Um, Penn in the playoffs. Alliteration. Popping peas. Um, so, yeah, he's good, man. And they're, they're good. Like, it's crazy. Like, Westview, shift to Westview for the boys for a second. Like, they're in a sectional, too. Like I said, they're, on, they're the favorite on paper. They get to host the sectional, too. But... Something in my brain, like I can't count out Bethany. You know, I can't. Elkhart Christian's not playing terribly this year on the boys' side. Maybe they could, you know, surprise some folks. But on paper, Westview's got a good, really good chance to win that sectional and make a run. And maybe, they, maybe they win a regional too. You never know. They're, you know, one of those programs that's always pretty solid. So it's gonna be fun to watch that. Loads of it. Loads. Um, and then in the boys' tennis world. Westview tied for 14th. They are still undefeated, 16 and 0. Northridge comes back in the poll, tied for 30th. They are 13 and 2 overall. 
Goshen fell from the rankings uh, despite having a good week, beating Concord and winning the Laporte invite. They are 15-4 and now, and they won the NLC regular season championship. Perfect 7-0. and They beat Mishawaka, uh, who's not good. And <clears throat> so Goshen Boys Tennis, they're co-champions of the NLC at a minimum. The conference tournaments begin Wednesday for the NLC tonight if the rain holds. And Thursday, the NECC begins, which Westview is the heavy favorite on mm-hmm. those. By um, far. And those are individual brackets. So it's like one singles, two singles, three singles, one doubles, two doubles, all play individual brackets. It's not like Westview plays West Noble in the first round or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, or like, you know, go the, the, the NLC could be fun. There's a lot of interesting individual players that like, it's going to be very competitive. It's going to be very competitive. So there's no guarantee Goshen wins the tournament because Northridge has really solid players. Coach Concord has a solid, couple solid players. Northwood, they're not that strong as a team this year, but their one doubles team is good. Um, so it's going to be interesting. That that tournament will be, will be interesting how, they, how it finishes up. The final is on Saturday at Northridge. 9 a.m. start. So... Fun times. Oh, it's going to be riveting. 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's a little early. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to give a couple shout-outs to other teams that weren't ranked, but they're playing really well right now. Uh, West Noble Boys Soccer, like I mentioned. Uh, they've won six in a row. Shout-out Henry Torres, the new all-time leading goal scorer in program history there at West Noble. He has 119 career goals. He passed Uriel Macias's mark of 117 uh, Tuesday night in a 9-3 win over Prairie Heights. So congratulations, Henry. He's got 119. And, you know, they got a couple more weeks left in their season, so there's no – he's probably going to get to, like, 130 maybe, you know? It's possible. If they make a deep enough run, 135, you know? Maybe. To state, 140. 170. It's going to be 35 goals in semi-state. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that all shakes out, but they're playing well. They might get some love in the, in the two-way pull at some point here. They're, they're finally playing – you know, they lost to Central Noble, which was a bad loss. Bad loss. But since then, they have won six in a row. Uh, Abel Zamaripa, I believe how you say his last name. Abel Z. He uh, he has woken that team up, man. He he benched some players for the Bethany Christian game. Like, did start him at least. He brought him in, like, later the first half. But Two minutes in. <laughs> no, it was, like, 30 minutes in. Like, he, he sat him for a good 20, 30 minutes. Um, woke him up, man. Hey, you know, don't get complacent. Like, they're a good enough team to win that. They should win that sectional. You know, Northwood's having a down year. Wallasey, Garrett, Lakeland, they aren't that strong. You know, like, that sectional is theirs to lose at this point. Yeah. And then you get to the regional, and you got a guy like Torres who could score like that. You never know, right? So, you're going to... Just take over. Right. They're going to have to... Right. So, uh, and then I also want to give some some shout-out to uh, Northwood Volleyball. They are 18-2, and two, overall 4-0. And I tweeted this out Tuesday night at Austin Huff TGN, by the way. Uh, they... Probably are the biggest surprise, I think, this fall. I know they're a good team. Like, they've traditionally a good program, and we talked about that a little bit in our season preview story and things like that. But only two seniors on the roster. They're starting two freshmen and a sophomore as their offense at this point. And here they are. Like, they're right there. They're in contention for the NLC Championship once again. They have Northridge on Thursday, which they – Probably should win. Northridge is playing better than they usually are, but Northwood is probably the favorite still in that match. And then they have Warsaw next Thursday. Still have Wallace after that, but it's going to come down to that match against Warsaw on the 30th. 
shout out Hillary Lady and what she's doing, man. Like that is unbelievable. Like they they have every excuse to be like a 500 team right now, or like maybe slightly above 500. But they're right there. I mean, this is a team once again. They're going to be the favorite in that sectional. Them and Wawasee, you know, they're both playing well. Uh, so that's man, like shout out them. Just shout out them. They're playing really well. Shout out them. 18 yeah. two. 18 and two. It's impressive, man. They're, and one of those losses is to Penn, who's the number one team in the state. You're allowed to lose to Penn. Everyone's lost to Penn. Everyone's this year. losing to Penn. Yeah. yeah, and their other loss came in a tournament this past weekend against Lakewood Park Christian, where uh, Ladig said that they didn't serve well at all in that match, and they lost in three sets because it's a tournament, so best two out of three at the tournaments. Hmm. Um, you know, like they have two two decent losses this year. They're not they haven't lost to anyone they are supposed to lose to, I guess, at this point. So picked up some nice wins, and we're gonna find out, I guess, how for real, for real they are. In a sense, when they play North or when they play Warsaw, they can't play Northwood. Um, that's them. When they play Warsaw in two week, in a week, so should be fun. It's time for an announcement. An announcement. I in, what are we? What are we announcing? In announcement. What are we announcing? I believe we have to announce. The fourth athlete of the week for the Goshen News. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then I guess, uh, what, am I supposed to do that? I mean, do you want me to do it? Do you want to announce the athlete of the week? I can announce the athlete yeah, of the week. Yeah, announce the athlete of the week. And I'll and then I'll do the little ad stuff afterwards. Do the little ad stuff. All right. Who was the athlete of the week this week, Evan? Drum roll, please. So we joked about it earlier, but uh, Jack Moore. Yes. Northridge Cross Country. Yes. He is our fourth uh, Goshen News Athlete of the Week. Yes. And the first guy to win it. First so, male. First male. So congrats. Woo, <laughs> congrats to him for that. Yeah. He set a school record on Tuesday, running 15 minutes, 23 seconds. It's pretty solid. Pretty fast. Pretty fast, I would say. One by 29 seconds. That's impressive. That is a lot. Yep, the round robin at Warsaw. 29 seconds, just like you said. So, And then on Saturday, the New Prairie Invitational. He also won that with a 15.58. Mm-hmm. So I would say he's more than deserving of this week's recognition. So congrats to uh, Jack Moore. Yes. We're going to be taking a photo with him and giving him gift card and the you know plaque as well. Certificate, I would say. It's yeah, definitely plaque, a plaque. Plaque, but, you know, it looks like a plaque because it's, like, you know, you know framed. But Yeah, you mentioned yeah. a gift card. And I have to mention that the gift card is a Play It Again Sports $20 gift card. And why are we giving them a Play It Again gift card? Because Play It Again Sports sponsors this award. <laughs> That's right, folks. Joe Biden. The Goshen News Athlete of the Week Award is sponsored by our friends at Play It Again Sports. Look. You may never outgrow your favorite sports. I know I haven't. But you may outgrow your equipment. That's true. Your locally owned Play It Again Sports provides an easy way to sell your quality used sports and fitness gear and get paid on the spot right there. Or trade up for what you need now. Now. Not only will you save with affordable gear, but they also supply the latest new equipment and accessories from the most popular brands. Visit our Play It Again Sports location right in front of the Concord Mall in the Elkhart-Dunlap area. I'm not sure if it's in Dunlap or Elkhart technically, but like it's right over there. You know, if you've driven on 33, you know where the the Play It Again Sports is, right in front of the Concord Mall. Visit them for all the best deals on sports equipment. 
Played Again Sports is the proud presenting sponsor of the Goshen News Athlete of the Week. How about that? Yes. Congrats again. Congrats to Jack Moore once again. $20 gift card to Play It Again Sports and a cool certificate saying that you won Athlete of the Week. Okay, <laughs> let's talk Notre Dame. Uh, the Fighting Irish. The, the Hunchback. Uh, have you seen that movie? I have seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame, yes. Um, it's, it's a really good movie. If Evan, you were, you were on hand. Notre Dame 27, Purdue 13. Uh, this past Saturday. Have the Irish figured it out? That's the Was big, I there? That's the big question. Lots happens in <laughs> I think um, you, yeah, you, you, technically you were, you were paid to be there. So if you weren't there, we have questions. Yeah, I ran into uh, Anthony Anderson. He was there. Good for him. The Elkhart Truth Stringer. Nice guy. Probably That's two Elkhart Truth plugs for you on the Goshen News podcast, bud. Two? Yeah, you oh. talked about the Northridge Northwood game. Stop talking about our competitors on the freaking podcast, dude. They were trying to be cool with them, bro. Anthony does South Bend Tribune stuff as well. He's a freelance writer in the area. He, he, should, South, do, he, he should do freelance for basketball. us. We should, he should do freelance for us. I'm not going to say no to I mean, I'm just saying. Anyway, Back to Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. Purdue, 27-13, Goshen News Podcast right here, Goshen News Sports Podcast. Oh, is that, Goshen are, News are Sports we in the podcast. middle of a podcast? Yeah, right Goshen News Sports Podcast. But yeah, I wrote a column on Sunday, sort of column, kind of, yeah, about how it really seemed that uh, Notre Dame might have, might have turned a corner against Purdue. Easily their best performance in all facets. Uh, the defense only gave up 13 points to a Purdue team that had scored 79 over their first two games, so they really shut them down. No blown coverages, no big plays. That was the big emphasis for Notre Dame. The first two games gave up a lot of points because of that, but they really brought it together. Offensively, there's still some work to be done on the offensive line. They still gave up four sacks, mm-hmm. but the running game was a little better. Kyron Williams almost had 100, 100 yards rushing, which was his best output so far this season. He had a couple touchdowns, so... He was the best offensive player. Avery Davis also, you know, he had a breakout game. Five catches and a touchdown as well. Jack Cohn, 15-31, not fantastic, but he threw for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. So he did what he had to do to get the win. So, yeah, I mean, I really feel like at this point that might have been, okay, this is the game that we start figuring stuff out and then we just take it and we keep going, keep building on it. Mm -hmm. The schedule gets tougher now. Wisconsin on Saturday in Chicago, they're a ranked team. After that, Cincinnati, they're in the top ten. So they're going to have to keep building or else they're going to lose mm-hmm. to at least one of these games. So we'll see. Obviously, Wisconsin's – they lost to Penn State in a close game, a game they probably should have won. They were down the red zone a couple times, and they didn't cash in on any points. So mm-hmm. Penn State's a good team. So, I mean, Wisconsin's good. I think they're going to play Notre Dame well. It's going to be a close game. I think I think Notre Dame is going to win a close game, like a 20-17 to 17 type deal, but we'll see. I know Wisconsin is more than capable of beating them, so should be fun to find out at a Soldier Field. Soldier Field? Soldier Field? Soldier yeah, on Saturday. Field. On Saturday so. Right near the Shedd Aquarium, baby. Big noon Saturday, Fox kickoff. Noon, 11 a.m. kickoff. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. <laughs> Central. That should doing, be illegal. They love doing big noon Saturday with Big Ten teams in the Central time zone, so it's 11 a.m. And so. it's going to be game day. Game day is there ESPN's as well. ESPN's college game day will be there as well. Yep, they'll be on the north side of the stadium. I saw the map today. 
Uh, so north side is facing the the lake is to the lake. west, the east. The lake is to the east. Um, Just a guess. I the don't north, know. <laughs> the north side would be like if you are facing towards downtown. Okay. When you come into the stadium, you'll be on the south side of the stadium, and the north side is where they'll be at. So there you go. So yeah, the lake is How to about the east. The, Irish? the lake is to the east, um, and then yeah, so. Should be an interesting game. Uh, number 12 versus number 18. Number 18, Wisconsin favored by five points for those curious. Uh, it's for, very weird. For, uh, for our Vegas friends, is for playing our friends games. in Vegas, yeah. For our friends out in the desert, and I guess Indiana, you can bet in Indiana now too. You can. Four and a half, five points, wherever you're looking. Um, I don't know. I don't know how this game's going to go. I like to think that Notre Dame's going to win. Does that mean they will win? I have no idea. Um, I think Wisconsin, you know, they didn't play last week. They beat up, what, Eastern Michigan or something in their second game. You know, I mean, their only game so far has been against Penn State for the most part. And they didn't execute at all. We watched that together in Wisconsin, actually. Um, they did not play well at all. Um Maybe Notre Dame surprised them. Maybe Notre Dame beats them by like two scores. I don't think that's going to happen. Because Notre Dame is, I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not totally on the bandwagon of their mistakes from the first two games are behind them at this point. They could easily make mistakes against a Wisconsin team that likes to control, you know, the line of scrimmage, very physical team. You know, just, it really just depends. Um, they're going to need turnovers, and they, they might need Wisconsin to turn the ball over because if it's a clean game, it might be difficult for Notre Dame to win. Notre Dame 24, Wisconsin 10. Okay, that's not going to happen. Book it. If they win by more, if they win by two scores or more, what, what do you, you have to own me something, I think, right? A handshake? Sure. Congrats, buddy. Well, handshake to start the podcast, visual medium next week. Um, Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe like a low, like a late pick six from Hamilton seals it, makes it a twenty four ten game. Like it's seventeen ten, fourth quarter, Wisconsin. You know, maybe they're driving and Hamilton's just playing absurd. Uh, Graham Hurt, Mert, Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz. <laughs> Mertz, right? Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz. He, he was he was turnover prone that first week against Penn State, and Notre Dame's defense is arguably you know talent wise just as good as Penn State's. Obviously, the scheme. Issues have happened with the blown big plays, but Wisconsin doesn't do big plays. Nope. So this is in theory like a good matchup for Notre Dame. Like Wisconsin will mm. run three. Notre, yards. Notre Dame gave up a lot of uh, rushing yards through the first you know few games. So they did they did a lot better against Purdue. Only gave up fifty seven for the first two games. Right. I mean Florida State ran all over them. So it just depends, right? So. Because Purdue's running game isn't great because they lost their starting running back right. before Wisconsin's the game. Wisconsin's running game is obviously stronger, but we'll see, right? That's why they play the game. That's why they play the game. I I, I don't know. I I got a I got a feeling Notre Dame's going to win this game. Maybe Wisconsin's slightly overrated. I think both teams are overrated. I think yeah, all of but college Notre Dame's football. A better, but Notre Dame's a better overrated. All of college team. football is overrated, actually. Yeah, it's week um, three. I mean, week four, whatever week it is. Week four. So, yeah. So. Who knows who's good, actually, to be honest. How about those Gators? 
<laughs> moral victories. Giving yeah. Alabama all they want. Yeah, man. Moral victories. Great yeah, job. The two point conversion still haunts me. I still lose sleep over it. It happened three days ago. But they have get the over. volunteers this weekend. Tennessee, get back on track. Missouri goes to Boston College. They're no one lose. will care. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Even Eli Drinkowitz, Mizzou's coach, was like, Yeah, I wish we were playing a regional game against a rival. He actually said that yesterday. Like, it's like, I mean, no disrespect to Boston College, but I wish this game was against, like, Kansas okay. State or, like, anyone in the air. Like, somewhere there's a rivalry where it's a little more compelling to watch. So, Missouri's going to lose by three touchdowns. Yeah, we're going to get our butts kicked. It's fine. Say? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I've already accepted the loss. Um, Justin Fields. Not to pivot away from Notre Dame. We're done talking about Notre Dame. Quick, quick note. Justin Fields been named the Bears starting quarterback this week. Let's go. Let's go. Against Matt, Cleveland. In Matt, Cleveland. Matt Nagy reiterates, though, that once Andy Dalton is healthy, he is the starting quarterback. Okay. <laughs> if Justin Fields goes out there and throws, like, three touchdown passes or four touchdown passes on Saturday, Sunday, and the Bears somehow beat the Browns, you're telling me you're going to play Andy Dalton instead of Justin Fields? Get off my – get off your case, Nagy. Get off your soapbox. Get off whatever you're on. Justin Fields plays well on Sunday. It's over for Andy Dalton. If Justin mm-hmm. Wields, if Wields, Justin Fields plays Justin well, Wields, he's going to wield. If they something. don't, if they don't, if they don't limit him, and they actually like open up the playbook and let him do what he can do, and he plays well, and they somehow beat the Browns, he has to be the starting quarterback. He has to be. I'm sorry. I don't care what you made. I don't care what promise you made to Andy Dalton back in March. I don't care how much you're paying Andy Dalton this year. Grab a clipboard, Andy, and watch Justin Fields play. That's it. Bucks Rams? No, no one cares. That'd be okay, a good that's game. the that is the uh this week's edition of the Goshen News Sport. You have Tom Brady, dude. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> That'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Hope you had a good time listening to us ramble about a lot of things. We really do. Congratulations again, Jack Moore after the week. We'll be back next week. We will be back next week. Evan, do you want to take the tag? You want to throw it to the end here? Go to the end? Carry us out? (sighs) Okay. I guess I will do that. So, again, thank you for listening to another fantastic edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I am sports reporter Evan Leepak, and uh, we've been talking, I've been talking with uh, sports editor Austin Huff, as always. Sheila was here as well, producing. Yeah, we got a Sheila plug. So, yep. so, yeah, thanks again for listening, and we will be back next week with even more talk like we just did today. Uh, preps, tons of preps. We'll see if uh, Notre Dame ends up beating Wisconsin, and uh, maybe we'll have time for some more pointless professional sports talk as well. All right. 